Welcome into the Nothing to Say, the Fans Podcast. I'm Sam Tuner. I'm joined each and every time by Jason Russell. And today we got a good show lined up for you guys. We're obviously going to recap the NFL draft. We're going to talk a little bit about the NBA, introduce a new segment, uh, talk about how fans should evaluate the quarterback position. And then we have a special surprise at the very end. But first, I'd like to introduce our guest. It is the third time, I think, third time, right? Yeah, Third sure. time that he's making his appearance on this show. It's my roommate. Great sport mind. Kind of is too loyal to players that don't deserve his loyalty. And Andrew Wiggins, it's Brendan Walsh. Uh, I think you mean the Black Panther. But uh, <laughs> happy to be on again. And I'm excited to talk about the draft. It's my favorite event of the year. So can't wait. To call Andrew Wiggins the Black Panther would be offensive to the memory of Chadwick Boseman, yeah, just to say. Pretty, in memory. pretty much pretty accurate. Jason, how was your weekend, man? I know it's a big life stuff happened, so. Yeah, not not too bad. I just applied for uh, an apartment in Chico with my girlfriend, and I'm finishing out a couple applications for for some jobs up there. So we're moving around a bunch of pieces, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Hopefully, it's uh, it's all looking uh, it's all looking up right now. I hope you have a good time delivering for Amazon up in Chico. Well, that's not actually what I'm applying for, but um, if it comes to that, then it comes to that. (laughs) So let's get right into it. I know this a little behind the scenes, guys. This is our third try of trying to record this podcast, so hopefully we don't disconnect here. Audio difficulty. (laughs) Um, Let's get right into the draft recap. Jason, give me one winner, one team or player. Of the draft and give me one loser. Uh, so do you, okay. So do you want a team or do you want a player? It's up to you, man. I'm giving you the freedom. All right. So I'll um, I'll sort of combine in and give you a team slash player kind of thing. I'd say the winners are all the quarterbacks. I think the quarterbacks landed in the ideal spots for all of them. Trevor Lawrence, we all knew was going to go one. Zach Wilson landed with the Jets, and that may not seem like a perfect spot for him, but they do. They're their front office right now is, has made it clear that they want to take care of Zach Wilson and do what they didn't do for Sam Darnold. So I think he ended up in the right spot. The Jets traded up to 14 to get Elijah Vera Tucker in at pick number 14 as well. They're really going to go out of their way to make sure Zach Wilson is protected. And they're, gonna, they're just going to treat him as they should have treated Sam Darnold. Trey Lance obviously ended up with San Francisco. That was the big shocker of the draft. And I definitely think he ended up where he is going to play the best with Shanahan. And using Jimmy G as kind of, again, I had said this before, it'll be like the Mahomes model with Alex Smith and Mahomes and then Jimmy G and Trey Lance. So they'll just kind of groom him along until he's ready and then hand in the reins. And hopefully, you know, within the next two to three years, that'll prove to be the right decision. Justin we can Fields. only we can only hope that's how it works out. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, the Bears traded up to get Justin Fields. Now the Bears are kind of in shambles, but that's what the Bears needed to do. They needed to make a big splash at quarterback. And honestly, I think if you, out of all the quarterbacks remaining, that was definitely the one that they needed to go get. And then Mac Jones ended up in New England, and New England can has proven in the past that they can win a bunch of Super Bowls with a quarterback who doesn't move around very much. So I think all the quarterbacks ended up in their ideal spots. And then for losers of the draft, I again, I would just say the Packers, only because of what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. It, it, 
that report leaking right at the beginning of the draft, which for sure wasn't an accident about Rodgers wanting to leave Green Bay and honestly didn't matter what the Packers did during the draft. Yeah, they addressed some holes that they needed, but that they needed to address, but still that Aaron Rodgers story was just looming over them the entire time. So I would say Green Bay for sure was the biggest loser and it doesn't even have to do with the draft. So perfect. And Brendan, what were your winners and losers from the draft? Um, an immediate winner that came to mind after watching the draft almost made me want to become a fan of their team. The Miami Dolphins, they picked up Jalen Waddle with the sixth overall pick. There was a lot of hype around him, and people arguably thought that he could be the best wide receiver in this class. I wasn't one of those people. I was a huge fan of Waddle. And then later, with the second first-round pick, they picked up uh, Jalen Phillips from Miami, who was considered the best pass rusher in the draft. So they got the best arguably the best wide receiver and probably the best pass rusher in the first round. And on day two, they got Javon Holland, a hybrid safety from Oregon who can play slot corner or safety. And they picked up Liam Eichenberg, a tackle from Notre Dame. So their first four picks, first round, second round, picked up four quality starters who have the possibility of being stars for a team that already has so much talent around Tua. And then this is a a loser. Most definitely the Houston Texans. Although they didn't have uh, two picks in the first or second round, that trade is just going to haunt them for the rest of their life. Which trade? The Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills a couple years ago. Good for you, Laramie. You are a great offensive tackle, but in the NFL, picks are so important. A third-round pick can turn into an all-pro in three years, and for them to not have a first-round pick or a second-round pick, and their first-round pick would have been the third overall pick, and all the uncertainty surrounding uh, Deshaun Watson, that hurt them so much. You're just like, you're going to be stuck in the bottom for a while if you don't have any draft picks, and Another interesting winner, I would say, are the 2020 quarterbacks. The la- Joe Burrow got his best weapon at LSU, Jamar Chase. Tua got his top guy at Alabama, Jalen Waddle. Justin Herbert finally got protection in Rashawn Slater. These teams are looking out for their investments so much. If, In my personal opinion, if I'm the Bengals, I would have taken Penny Sewell at five, but these teams listen to their quarterbacks as they are the face of their franchise. And if Joe Burrow really, really wants Jamar Chase, they listen and they got him his best playmaker you could possibly get. So that's that's what I took away from that. It's it's crazy that we're talking about Cincinnati, Miami, and the Chargers. And they have in two years done something that the Packers haven't done in what, 15 years? No, 10 years probably for Aaron Rodgers. And it only took one year. And they're listening to rookies and the Green Bay Packers haven't listened to Aaron Rodgers in the draft. But we'll we'll touch on that that later, guys. Totally, um, totally agree with you guys. I think um, it's definitely noticeable when you have, I guess it's more noticeable for for me because they're in our division, but the Rams and the Seahawks were so silent just because they traded away those 
first round picks and those big mm-hmm. those big deals. Um, and I think it, it's totally going to have a ripple effect for those teams in the long run. I don't know about you guys, but there just seemed like there was we talked we touched on so many quality players that were taken in this first round, potential quality players in second rounds, and they couldn't get up into those. I mean, I think uh, Seattle definitely had a, a second round, but they just couldn't get a lot of uh, depth from this draft. Um, and it's tough because I know that that's the Niners' future in the next yeah. couple of years. But well, I mean, that's the only way. Like Jalen Ramsey is an all-pro, probably best cornerback in the league. So you got to view that as your first-round pick. But yeah, I agree, man. It's weird to see teams just like, oh, I forgot the Texans were in the NFL, seeing them in the third round, or oh, Seattle had to have a pick to the second, mid to late second round. I mean, you got to do what you got to do to get your guy. Is Jalen Ramsey going to win you a Super Bowl? No, probably not. But. He's the best cornerback in the league, so I think that trade was worth it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think uh, the Titans, again, had another tough draft. It definitely puts a lot of pressure on that Titans organization when you have a first-round pick last year that's no longer on your team. It's such a rare thing that's happened. Even the Niners stuck with Solomon Thomas for years. <laughs> and then this year they go out and get a guy with two back surgeries. Mm-hmm. Who are who is talent wise probably the best cornerback in this yeah. draft, but the fact that that talent couldn't get him over that those health issues, and then you take this gamble if you're the Tennessee Titans, it's just a a head scratching move. Hope it works out for them because he can be an all pro for them mm-hmm. for years to come. Uh, I think I think we Jason touched on it a little bit, but the Bears getting Justin Fields. This is the quarterback that they've been looking for since they wrongly drafted Mr. Trubisky. That was, a, that was the surprise of the draft. I was shocked when I saw that. What a smart move for the Chicago Bears. You just don't expect that. Ryan Pace that. was trying to save his job right there, and he probably, did a, he probably saved it, honestly. Justin Fields was so slept on this entire draft process. People were nitpicking, tearing him apart, saying he was a like the fifth-best quarterback. I saw a mock draft that had him 32nd. And this guy, I feel like, is going to be the next Deshaun Watson, like, on the field-wise. He has so much natural talent. His his arm strength is crazy. Well, hopefully not Deshaun Watson off the field, yeah, just to put that out yeah. there. <laughs> but uh, yeah. if he sits behind Dalton for, like, half a season, he learns from NFL coaching, he will be a stud in a couple years. And that Bears roster is loaded outside yeah. of – Outside of QB. I mean, they have Allen Robinson and uh, David Montgomery just as weapons. And then they have they have actually a really good wide receiver core. And we're forgetting that Matt Nagy is the coach of this team. And he got Mitch Trubisky to wins in the NFL. If he can get Mitch Trubisky, who can't complete a 10-yard pass, what is he going to do with Justin Fields? I have, a, I have a question for you guys. Do you think that over the course of the next 10 years – Justin Fields is going to break this stat for the Bears. The Bears are the only franchise in the NFL that has never had a quarterback throw for 4,000 yards or 30 touchdowns in the season. Now, keep in mind, the Bears are a trademark NFL franchise. They've been there since the beginning, and they've never had a quarterback do either one of those. Jim? Yeah, I think I think to expect that out of a guy, 
he's putting up a lot of pressure. I I I never liked the the mantra of Kyle Pitts is like a Hall of Famer at number four, and that's been thrown around a lot. Or like Trevor Lawrence has to make the Hall of Fame to be successful. Um, if everything goes right, and Justin Fields plays pretty much like he did at Ohio State, I don't see why he can't reach that mark, especially in a high-powered NFL offense. It's probably a lot easier. Hmm. Well, I'd, I'd say it's definitely um, comparable to what he was doing in Ohio State when you go out to the NFL and there's the, the, like this many rule changes in favor for the quarterback. Uh, yeah, I would, de- I would definitely say he has the chance to do it. And I think that Allen Robinson is probably doing backflips at his house right now after seeing he actually has a good quarterback thrown to him. But I think that team around him definitely propels him into a better situation than he would be, say, if he went to the Jets. We, we will touch on that later. But uh, I think he is – why not? I mean, he has the potential to do it. And Justin Herbert, who was being slandered, not not even as much as J- uh, Justin Fields was. Herbert was being slandered so much last year, and he threw for 30 touchdowns this year. So why can't Justin Fields do it? Yeah, totally. All right, guys, I don't know about you, but I think that is it for the NFL draft. Jason, you want to touch on anything else? Um, are we? So are you talking about just the NFL draft as a whole? Like we're just moving on? Yep. Wow. All right. Well, um, I'll just I'll throw in quickly uh, about the Raiders since I, I didn't get a chance to. Oh gosh, to yes. mention them. Yeah, yeah. Just give us a letter grade of the Raiders. So, I know that the I know that the there was a lot of head scratching with the Alex Leatherwood pick, and believe me, my dad and I were sitting there watching the draft, and we both kind of looked at each other. We were like, "All right, well, you know, they've been unorthodox with a lot of their picks, so we'll we'll sort of see what happens." And they read off the name, and my dad pauses, and he goes, okay. He looks at me, he goes, who? (laughs) And I was like, I don't know. Um, So he had read an article after the draft that Leatherwood was a unanimous pick in just up in the front office. And I think the thing that saves that pick a little bit is the fact that they got Trayvon Merrick in the second round. There was the joke that was going around that we drafted a first rounder in the second round and a second rounder in the first round, um, which is really what we did. Trayvon Merrick was graded as the best safety in the draft by by almost all accounts. Right. Um, so it was it was really interesting in the sense that it fell the way that it did, and I think that that pick makes the Leatherwood pick look a little bit better because they still got a first round talent in the second round. Um, as far as everybody else, um, they addressed everything that they really needed to address. I mean, they went offensive line, which they need. And then they went safety, defensive end, defensive back, safety, corner center. So they addressed their secondary, which is exactly what they needed to address. They got another defensive end, which they absolutely needed to do. And from what I've read about all these guys, they were all solid, like really solid players um, in college, and and they got good value from their draft picks. So I know that the Leatherwood pick looks a little bit weird, so let's just pretend that he was drafted in the second round, and we'll say we got Merrick in the first, and then it looks a little bit better. Sadly, you can't do that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. But 
still. Like, I know. And honestly, there was the talk about, well, why didn't they trade back? Well, you can only trade back if somebody wants to trade back with you. So if they couldn't trade back, then they had to stay there. And if it was a unanimous, if it was unanimous in the front office, then I have to believe that they, that they see something in, in letter where he may not be a finished product yet, but if they, if they're, if they're banking on potential, then we'll just have to, we'll just have to see. So. That's a, that's an admirable job of trying to put a positive spin on what the Raiders did on draft night. I appreciate that, Jason. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> because like you, Brendan and I were sitting on our very couch watching the draft live, not recorded. And um, we saw at 17 because, you know, we're both friends with you, Jason. We care about what the Raiders do for your own benefit this next season. I don't think and... the Chargers fan does. <laughs> <laughs> Screw the Raiders. Man. What? Exactly, All right, well, right? <laughs> well, I have nothing against the Raiders. And I wanted them to, to have a little bit of success, right? But they just keep getting into the in their own way, man. It doesn't make any sense. Do you not think that there's there was pressure going into this draft for John Gruden and uh, Mike Mayock to get a draft pick, right? Because they've Outside of Jacobs and Abram, have they gotten the first round pick right? Well, the, so here's here's the thing, and the thing that I that I would say about this is, so I went on to the I went on to uh, the Raiders social media page on Instagram afterward because I wanted to see I like seeing fan reactions to the draft picks because a lot right. of people are more in tune to the draft um, in these players than I am, and people were outraged. By that first pick, like complete. I mean, it was it was every single person. And then by the time we got to the seventh round, the entire opinion of the draft from a fan's perspective had flipped. It had gone from "Wow, this is the worst draft ever" to "Okay, we had a really good draft. Good job, Gruden. Good job, Mayock." And it was it was like a hundred percent negative to like ninety five percent positive. So. From a fan's perspective and from a like just the fan base, I think they made their fans really happy over the course of the entire draft. Not that first pick. That first pick was a head scratcher, but over the course of the entire draft, taking into account everything, I think they made their fans really, really happy with who they picked. Um, so I thought that was interesting because it was like, oh, great. Everybody, everybody hates our coach and our GM now. And then by the end of the draft, they're like, ah, "No, we're good. We're good. Good draft. That was a really good draft." What's the letter letter grade you're giving the Raiders for this performance? We'll say B minus. B minus. Not bad. All right, Chargers boy. Uh, before I touch on the Chargers, I just want to say a major winner, just like position wise, is definitely the wide receiver. I mean, it slash tight end with Kyle Pitts, but. These guys were talked about nonstop. And when was the last time a wide receiver was like the reason why a team won a Super Bowl? Like they passed over generational type talent at left tackle in Pay Sewell and arguably Rashawn Slater for Jamar Chase, for Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, Bateman, Moore, Marshall. Rondale Moore, Kadarius Tony, all drafted in the first two rounds. There were like twelve wide receivers drafted in the first two rounds. Insane. And I, I, I just, it just can't, I can't fathom it because 
what Stefan Diggs was a fifth round pick. You can find wide receiver talent later on. You can't find a Penny Sewell. You can't find a Trent Williams in the sixth round. I just cannot believe that these teams were taking wide receivers. How many times has it been the best wide receiver class in all, of all time? Look, last year, Henry Ruggs hyped up. Came out flat last year. Jerry Judy was pretty good, but not Even amazing. He underperformed. Yeah. CeeDee Lamb, third wide receiver on his team. Not as impactful as a starting left tackle. Jalen Rager. Exactly. Like, yes, you're going to find your Justin Jeffersons. Brandon Ayuk. That's Yeah. Uh, you're going to find your Justin Jeffersons. <laughs> Sometimes they're going to hit, but I I believe that the hit rate for a first-round top-10 caliber left tackle is so much higher than a, a 5'10", 170-pound wide receiver that could – blow out his knee in one instance. Well, yeah, and going off of that, I definitely think the Bengals made a mistake at taking with taking uh, Chase. I, I agree. Should, I think they should have taken Penny Sewell. I don't even think it should have been a question. I understand that you wanted to – I know that Joe Burrow wanted to, you know, be back with his buddy, but at the same time, I you need him – you need to protect Joe Burrow. He just – he just had a really devastating injury, and you have a chance to pick what a lot of people think is the best offensive lineman in the draft, and you completely pass on him for a guy whose production is solely going to hinge on whether Joe Burrow is standing or on his back. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, and well, I mean, it's uh, that is a bit of an exaggeration, but I mean, it's it's not that far from the truth. Like, so I um I actually get. The Jamar Chase pick. A- apart from even if even if Jamar Chase didn't play at LSU, the fact that this guy is being talked about as maybe Julio Jones level, like we're talking about a guy that could be the best wide receiver of the last decade of any draft, and you have an opportunity as an organization to get that guy. It's just like the Kyle Pitts situation for Atlanta. It's he's literally so good that you can't turn it down. And even if Joe Burrow doesn't work out, which if you're Cincinnati, you need to have Joe Burrow work out. Work out. We've seen DeAndre Hopkins have success with no name players, no name QBs. Larry Fitzgerald has made a Hall of Fame career. No name. Wait a minute. Hopkins has had Deshaun and Murray. No, the before Deshaun, dude. Brock no. Osweiler throwing. No. Okay, but yeah, that was just a, like, like one or two seasons. And he had over th- like he had Pro Bowl level numbers. Like Jamar Chase could be that type of player with that type of production. So I think you just can't. Like I don't think it's that crazy to pick Jamar Chase if you think he can be a generational talent. Well, it was it was you know the risk reward factor i guess what like you know you could get a gigantic reward from having jamar chase on that team and pairing it with joe burrow didn't they pick a left tackle in the second round um i can yeah i can find it for you they picked the clemson left tackle who was a reach but i mean I, i understand where he's coming from but i just think like obviously joe burrow had pull in that decision yes Oh, I, I have to assume that. So, 
I just I just don't understand. Like, you're gonna. I understand Liz taking his opinion like seriously, but you can't let him pretty much do your job for you. Like, what if the what if the Jets were like, "Hey, Sam Darnold, who do you want us to pick?" Who's to say that Joe Burrow can't turn into Sam Darnold? Well, really, the people who need to be doing that is Green Bay, and I. <laughs> True, but I mean, what Joe Burrow tore his MCL and ACL? Who says he's the same quarterback? Jimmy G wasn't the same quarterback after tearing his ACL, was he? No. There you go. But Tom Brady was. You can't comp- compare Jimmy G to Tom Brady. Well, I'm just saying you. we can provide a failure, like a, a a person that was negatively affected, but we can also provide someone that was that rebounded. Yeah, but I, I just don't see how you can see your quarterback get Annihil- your first overall pick get annihilated and be like, oh, we need a wide receiver. That's exciting. Did Carson Wentz tear his ACL the MVP yeah. quote unquote season or was it the rookie season? It was the MVP season. Yeah. And he wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things where you, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's tough for me to wrap my head around because you draft a wide receiver when you feel like you're a wide receiver away from winning exactly. in the playoffs. Not when you're not when you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. If you're Miami, you draft a wide receiver because exactly. you're one piece, one electric piece away from making the playoffs. Cincinnati if you're Green the, Bay, you should draft a wide receiver. Exactly. <laughs> I saw I saw a 2022 mock draft, and guess where Cincinnati was? What? Projected to be the fourth worst team in the NFL. Jamar Chase is not gonna propel them over the top. Like, even and, if I'm the Lions, I, the Lions needed a wide receiver, definitely, because they lost Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. They needed every position. Exactly. They picked the generational type player. They picked best available rather than fit. And they picked Penny Sewell. But you get, you does get, Jamar Chase not fit with Cincinnati? No, though? he does. He definitely does. But they could have taken a player that be, arguably Penny Sewell probably maybe had a higher grade than Jamar Chase. Who knows? Yeah, I think he did. But that could have been a best available and a position of need. They could have hit two birds with one stone, and they threw the rock over the bird and just didn't hit anything. I hope Jamar Chase has a good career. So they missed both birds. Or they only got one bird. Well, and you know what? Have a great, a great career in Cincinnati, I believe, and then he'll demand to trade. He'll be Odo Beckham Jr. and go up to New York or somewhere else like that. But I'm so, I'm so glad you said that. Because but no, I, was, I wouldn't think that would happen because Joe Burrow right. is the quarterback. These guys are obviously friends and they're obviously close. Why would Jamar Chase want to leave Joe Burrow? Why would Aaron Rodgers throw a hissy fit when having the best wide receiver in the NFL? You never know. Because um, they stumbled upon Devontae Adams, and yes. they haven't uh, given him wide help receivers after are that. such divas. You cannot control the egos of some of these wide receivers. Well, and see, here's the thing, and I'm I'm glad you brought up Odell because this could be a literally an identical situation where you have a superstar wide receiver and a team who, yeah, they have this great combo between their quarterback and a wide receiver, but their team still stinks. Yep. They still miss the playoffs. Yep. So, you need to address everywhere. Wide receiver to me is like one of the last positions you need to really go and address. You can find plenty of good wide receivers, serviceable wide receivers elsewhere, and then 
once you have a team that is solid and, you know, let's say at the beginning of their, their playoff window, then you go draft wide receiver and you hope that that puts you over the edge. You start from the inside and you go out. And yep, they, there's they, a, they, they just, they made, they made a mistake. I think. There's a reason why there were so many wide receivers picked in the first two rounds because the talent is abundant there. So if you if there are twelve guys that have round one or two grades, ten, eight, maybe even eight, why why don't I get the fifth wide receiver and a generational type tackle? I think that's so much so much better game plan than what they what they did. They I wanted think... a fifth like the fifth best left tackle and a generational wide receiver. Well see here's the thing. I think I think it can be summed up from your you have a better chance of Penny Sewell being on your team for 10 to 15 years yep. than you do Jamar Chase. I agree. How long has uh, Julio been on the limb? I'm going to guess like 11 years. I'll try 2009. I think it was 2011. Oh, was he? I don't know. He's been on the Falcons for a while, but I mean – Around the, he it wasn't. You he can't was drafted in 2011. Is Julio Jones? So Sam, you said that you don't like Kyle Pitts getting Hall of Fame comparisons, and then you're comparing Jamar Chase to a Hall of Famer and Julio Jones. Well, we're all projecting the best possible outcome for these guys. Penny Sewell could be a bust. I don't yeah. think it's gonna happen. Yeah. So I don't think that I don't think it's smart to just assume that. Um. Yeah. That's just what I've been – that's just what the player comp is. That's yeah. what his potential has been said to be, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's just fair to to um, judge a guy by his – I guess his highest potential in this argument because obviously Cincinnati's not going to pick a guy. It's like the Mac Jones v. Trey Lance situation. You're not picking a guy because he could turn out to be Kirk Cousins. You're going to pick a guy that could turn yeah. out to be – um, Tom Brady, who knows? Well, yeah, no, you, I don't know. Picking a guy with higher, yeah, maybe yeah. you think will turn out. But, I mean, it, it could work out, it could not, who knows. But the safer and I think the smarter pick would have been to protect him. Mm-hmm. But we also got to admit that Cincinnati knows Joe Burrow's injury better than anyone. And they may have a better feel for that Joe Burrow is coming back stronger than they thought. You know, Anywho. and the draft grade for Chargers. Oh, I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. uh, just, I was sitting with Sam on the couch, and I we got to pick what like seven after Penae Sewell. I'm like, damn, I wanted Penae Sewell, but yeah, I was like, wow, they these teams are coveting these wide receivers. Rashawn Slater might follow us. Got to pick like eleven, where the Bears traded up. I was like, "Wow, we're actually going to get Rashawn Slater." Yeah, who was thought of as like, or maybe better, a better skilled left tackle on equal footing with Penny School. Like, people, I've I've heard that he has more skill. Penny School has more like raw natural talent, but to get like a better technician at tackle, arguably than Penny School, who was a generational type prospect, is crazy at thirteen. Mm-hmm. That just reminds me so much of the Tristan Wirfs pick last year. I mean, look how that turned out. That turned out fantastic. He was like a, wasn't he an all pro? I don't, I don't know. I think he, 
he definitely was honored. He he was solid he was the whole amazing, time. But I cannot believe that he failed thirteen. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't understand where these teams are coming from. Like the the did they not watch the Super Bowl? Where the reason why the Chiefs got destroyed because their line couldn't protect anyone. Who did um who did Carolina pick? Did uh, JC a... Horn, a quarterback. Why would they not pick? I don't know. Why not protect why not protect Sam Darnold? What's a I don't I... And then Denver. Does Denver have a good left tackle? I don't I don't they have I don't know. I honestly couldn't name anyone on Denver's team. Jason, do you know if Denver has a good left tackle? Um, I don't, but it's funny that you mentioned that because we had brought up the pro football focus um, in our last episode, and pro football focus came out and says Denver has the sixth best, best roster in the NFL, and this, right. was before the, and this was before the draft. Wow. Anyways, well, good thing they don't have a quarterback, so they'll be 7-9. and nine. <laughs> um, Unless Aaron Rodgers goes there, true. which I would just shoot my brain. Oh, I would, that. I would, that would be terrible for the AFC West. Well, for other teams, not for the Broncos. But And then, I, I just don't I, – I, we've touched on this so much today, but I just can't understand why teams don't value tackles as much as I do. So, so did the Chargers address all their needs in the draft? I was just about to get to that one. Sammy. Well, perfect. I'm um, just moving you along. So, second round, getting Asante Samuel. Right. Junior. Cornerback. Junior. Cornerback from Florida State. I mean, if they got Asante Samuel Sr. in his prime. <laughs> uh, great pick. The corner was such a uh, position of need, especially after letting Casey Hayward go. Mm-hmm. And they picked up like a he's, – he's on the shorter end. He's like 5'10". Right. But he's like – Reminds me of like another Chris Harris, just like a a freak, so naturally athletic and mm-hmm. so aggressive. I love that pick. And then the third round pick, I've gone back and forth with this. Uh, we picked Josh Palmer from Tennessee, mm-hmm. and not gonna lie to you, I was when I saw this, I was kind of upset because there were a lot of other wide receivers on the board. There's Anthony Schwartz from Auburn who ran who ran a four two two, which is insanely fast. But after I, I did what you did, Jason, with the Alex Leatherwood thing. I went to like Chargers fan accounts and like look at the comments to see where other people thought, and a lot of people were fans of this pick. Which I was kind of surprised about. He's a sl- he reminds me of like a Mike Williams. He's a contested ball guy. How tall is he? Uh, I don't know. Let's look. I saw at I saw a stat that the Senior Bowl he won eighty two percent of jump balls, which is insane. Wow! But I just don't think that's the type of receiver that they were looking. They need. They have Keenan Allen, who's a slot receiver who's, like, one of the best receivers in the NFL. And they have Mike Williams. He's 6'1". They have Mike Williams, who's literally already a jump ball guy. I mean, great if this guy turns out, but I, I just I just didn't – I'm not a huge fan of the pick. He's, he ran, like, a 4 six, eight, 40, oh. which is very slow for a wide receiver. Yeah. So he's definitely a possession guy, but I just don't think the Chargers need it. I think they need speed. Well, they have a they have a bunch of um, they had Jalen Guyton and yeah. uh, what's his name? Shoot, another guy, Tyron Johnson. Yeah, who are undrafted speed guys. So I guess, serve that role. But I I don't know. I think they're a better rusher. Hopefully, this guy turns out. Oh, maybe they're thinking he has 
like he fills that role for that Mike, Mike Williams. Williams is a free agent next year. So. Right. Uh, and then they did address D end in the fourth round with Rump. Oh, I forgot they had a third comp, uh, comp pick. Trey Mc, McKitty right. from Georgia. I I don't know. I I didn't like that pick. A tight end. He is. He had like three hundred yards last year. Yeah. I I, I don't know. I mean, he's a developmental prospect. Hunter Henry part two. I guess. Oh, he's never. he's six five two forty five, which is a massive target, but he's kind of slow. Uh, we need they got an offensive or not uh, outside linebacker Chris Rump from Duke. They need pass rush to help Joey Bosa. Isn't Melvin Ingram no longer on the team? No, they did not resign him. And then they got another offensive lineman from Nebraska in the f- fifth round, Brendan James. Sure, that's a weird word. And then I got a linebacker and a running back in a DB. So I think I would grade this definitely like high B. Yeah. Possibly an A minus, but I'd probably go B plus. Two first two rounds got the position they need the most cornerback and tackle. Jo- Justin Herbert is going to be a hell of a lot better with this. This offensive line arguably went from one of the probably the worst, the worst offensive line to. Top top fifteen, arguably top ten. Corey Lindsay, the best center in football. Rashawn Slater could easily be like a all pro guy in the first three years, mm-hmm. and then Filer and uh, O'Day, like solid offensive guards with Brian Bulaga, who's already established. That's a pretty good offensive line. Yeah, if you ask me. Very good. Hopefully, hopefully they play well as a unit. I hope so. Yeah, no quarrels. I think. I think the biggest thing for the Chargers was it didn't seem like they reached on anyone. Mm-mm. They just let guys fall which right is, to them, and they picked the best available for that Because I saw a lot of rumors that they were going to trade it for Penny Sewell, and that would have cost them at least three picks. Right, and they didn't have and to. And they didn't have to do that. They got a guy who's maybe a little bit worse, but arguably has the same ceiling as Penny Sewell. So they sat back and wait, just like New England did, and they it turned out for the better. Yeah. So, so really quickly, for this Niners, this Niners draft, um, I grade it pretty highly because I think go I think going into it, the reason that most Niners fans are so happy is because Mac Jones oh my was God. so locked. They, that was like that was like the surprise of the draft. Like no matter who we pick, even if it's Justin Fields. Right. Like, we set the expectation of Matt Jones. You guys have to be happy that it's not Matt Exactly. Jones. So, so the, even if Trey Lance is by far the riskiest of all the quarterbacks to draft, but his talents and going into that system, the, easily the the most – the best system for a quarterback to have success, that mm-hmm. Niners offense I've and been... just every situation that's going into. So, for that, I think the Trey Lance pick was great. Mm-hmm. Um if you mean Trey Sermon at running back? Oh yeah, I know you were talking about him. You like earlier in the second round. You're like, I hope, like I hope Trey Sermon goes to a good place because he's a really good running back. Yeah, did he not blow up last oh, year yeah. for he, Ohio State? He like Justin Fields had some really bad performances later in that season. He car- he had 200 like twice in a row. He had 200 rushing yards in the game. He carried them. Is he? He's not fast for the right back position. That was the biggest knock on him. Like he's not, but. He must have been doing something right if he got that kind of production. Like, he was going for 200 plus. Running, you don't need it. 
is Raheem Mostert. He's one of the fastest running backs in the league. Exactly. That's going to be a fantastic compliment. Isn't he good at catching on the backfield, too? Yep. Trey Sermon? So I he just qu- works perfect. I have a question for you before you go into the later round picks. Yeah. If if you're planning on starting Garoppolo, which they probably are, yeah. would you not have liked to see Justin Fields? I'm just curious. Like, I feel like if the ju- – I don't know why Justin Fields was so quickly ruled out of that conversation. Right. Because I, I would have maybe taken Justin Fields over Trey Lance. Like, I understand the Trey Lance pick. And yeah, I yeah. think that's the, that was a smart pick. But I don't understand why uh, Justin Fields wasn't considered. And I want to hear from your point of view, like, why you think that Trey Lance was smarter than Justin Fields. So, I think um, I think a part of it was uh, the personality. I don't, I don't know if Justin Fields, like – from all I've heard, he seems like a, like an awesome dude. Did he like kill everyone somebody? loves. <laughs> like honestly, <did> he, <laughs> he has skeletons yeah. in the closet. But the Niners were so high on Trey Lance's personality, and like after meeting him mm-hmm. and like the the man that they liked, I think they really liked him. And I think the ceiling for Trey Lance, it's crazy to say, is higher than Justin Fields. Wow, because he's a better runner, but he's a worse he? thrower right now than Justin Fields. I, I would say my comp for J- Justin Fields is Deshaun Watson, and my comp for Trey Lance is Cam Newton. Prime Cam but, Newton. But uh, so, Cam was bigger than Trey Lance, but he's he he, more of a power runner than Trey Lance is. I don't think we've ever seen a player like Trey Lance, except if you were to say, like, who would you compare, Colin Kaepernick, who would you, but a better would, thrower? Would you compare you? That's his comp. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick, but a better thrower. And he runs, I think, the same as Colin. Not Kim Newton. I, I, yeah. I thought he was six six, and I was mistaken on draft day. They said he was six three and a half, and I was like, I thought you were way taller than that. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think that Justin, I, I no, I agree. Justin, Justin Fields should have gone to the Jets. Yeah, absolutely. That too. I, I, I think Zach, honestly. If this comes back, I'm I better be on the show for a fourth time if this prediction is correct. I think Zach Wilson's gonna bust. Okay. But overall grade, um, they got the the Banks uh guard mm-hmm. who's apparently really big for a guard and doesn't fit their scheme. But I mean if if Kyle Shanahan drafts a guy and thinks that he can work in his scheme, I think I'd take his judgment over anyone else that thinks that won't work. So um I g- I'd give them high marks. I think they definitely didn't have as good of a draft as the Chargers did, um, but I think they definitely had a better draft than the Raiders. So I'd give them like a B. You don't when you're have that much talent, you don't need to hit a home run like the Chargers. The Chargers needed to hit a home run. Well, there is a, there was a lot of pressure for this draft because of how much they gave up for that third overall mm-hmm. pick. You know, like they had to have a good draft. Yes, but for I feel like for worse teams, the later rounds are more important. But for what the Niners argue? What like they need? How many how, from going into the draft? How many stars they need? Like two. Um, they needed. They need cornerbacks, which they which they did get. They got Embry, Thomas Embry, who looks actually really good. Um, I didn't think they needed a running back, but they did lose. Uh, Coleman. Is McKinnon still real soon? No, he left. Or... Yeah, so they left two running backs. Um, so I guess they needed that. Uh, they definitely needed offensive line help. Um, just to fill out because I mean that was a big thing that was that was tough for Jimmy G. So it was just a lot of like plug in stuff and obviously quarterback. And I think that the Niners were willing to give up that much because they were in a position that 
they can mortgage their future to get a stud at quarterback because they have so much. They already built. They built the team inside out. Like Jason was talking about earlier in the podcast, this is an add-on. This is the cherry on the top. They are at Bosa. They drafted so heavily on the interior mm-hmm. that they have those guys, those cornerstones already on the roster. And now they're putting, they're mortgaging the future for a guy to propel them to the top. Well, think about the like, last five years. It's been uh, DeForest Buckner, Armstead, uh, Mike McGlinchey, Solomon Thomas, Bosa. Bosa were like all their first round mm-hmm. picks. Uh, of course, two of those guys aren't on their team anymore, but that just goes to show like the mindset. And Kinlaw. Kinlaw. But they yeah, Javon Kinlaw last year. Buckner for Kinlaw, so that like evens out. Right. But those guys, like, they're gonna they're gonna resign Bosa. They already resigned Armstead. Those guys are gonna be there. So and why Kinlaw works out? Why not? If you are in love with Trey Lance, why not trade it? Anyway, you want to move on? Yeah, uh, Jason, I think we're good. I think we touched on yeah. on the draft pretty heavily. Um, hopefully, we can do this uh, semi soon. I know Brendan has a class, no, but it's it's not important. It's just accounting. It's just part of his major, so that's not important, right? This is way more important <laughs> and more fun. Yeah, exactly. It's not so like I was going to pay attention anyways. So I this is a I guess it's not really a news segment because it's like every freaking show does this, but it's called uh, "Whose Side Are You On." Right, we got two sides in every discussion. Um, I'm gonna cut, pull up. Uh, I think I have seven different different sides of discussion that you guys can each take. Um, I'll start, Brendan, with you first. Okay, that's okay. In the drama that has opened up this week, Aaron Rodgers versus the Green Bay Packers mm-hmm. slash Terry Bradshaw. Whose side are you on? I don't understand why Terry Bradshaw keeps intervening. I saw, I was literally like checking my phone uh, literally like half an hour ago, and I saw that Terry Bradshaw is quoted saying, He's quoted saying a lot. Like, a, he said that he is the worst footwork of any starting quarterback he's ever seen. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, stick to analyzing football. Get that is analyzing football. It's It's not. He's just like overly critical. It was okay. I'm sure Terry Bradshaw was very good at quarterback, like a very good quarterback. Well, he, yeah, he won four Super Bowls, so yeah. But is he as good as Aaron Rodgers, like natural talent wise? Is anyone? No. No. So what? Like, what? What good does it do you to just like continuously slander Aaron Rodgers? But anywho, all the time whose the, side are you on? The team. Um, whose side? Take a side. It sounds like you're on Aaron Rodgers' side. Honestly, no. Okay. Um, I'll go. I'll take the Green Bay side. Really? Yeah. Uh, Just really quickly, Jason, whose side are you on? Well, you said Terry Bradshaw or Rogers. So are you saying between no, those no. two? No, so no. It's, so it's a Aaron Rodgers on it's one a triple side. Threat match. It's the plaintiff Aaron Rodgers versus defendants Packers and Terry Bradshaw. Whose side are you on? Uh, I, I, I'll, I'm going to stick with Aaron on this one. Okay. Perfect. I am not Terry Bradshaw's side, but I'll go with the Packers. <laughs> Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> Brendan's views do not reflect those of yeah. Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> um, like, are we forgetting about this this guy from Fresno State? Uh, some someone called him the best wide receiver in football, Fonte Adams. Yeah, definitely established himself. Like, best. are you Aaron? Like, you doing this is just such a middle finger to Devontae Adams. Hmm? I need weapons. I need weapons. Like, yes, 
They should have drafted you a wide receiver instead of Jordan Love. That was so stupid. I agree. That's with Justin that. Jefferson. Yeah, I agree. I Aaron Rodgers, you have every right to be pissed off, but you were in such a privileged position. You were a face of an NFL team, like such a face of the league. Fit, arguably the face of the league when right behind Tom Brady, like face of Jeopardy. You guys were what NFC yeah. cha- NFC <laughs> champions. Or, I mean, NFC runner-up. Yeah. NFC runner-up. Got to the championship game two years in a row. It's not like you're playing for the Jaguars. You're playing with talent, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand why you're throwing such a hissy fit because they won't draft one wide receiver. Like, yes, you have every right to be pissed off if they decided to pick a quarterback and then you won MVP. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to extend you. And if I'm sure if they want to trade you, they consult him about where he'd want to go. Oh, there's no consulting now. <laughs> no, but he, like, does he has every right to be frustrated? But does his frustration need to be this public, Jason? To the point that where he's threatening to retire because they won't draft a first round wide receiver. Sir, we heard we heard your claims. Let's let the let the plaintiff speak. Jason, so are, are, we're only given like what thirty seconds <laughs> on on behalf. Of Aaron Rodgers, uh, Jason Russell represented. I'll just I'll just say that it's one of those things where you're talking about Aaron Rodgers as the greatest, like skill wise quarterback of all time. Mm-hmm. And if you are if you are the front office and you are going to take Jordan Love, which I don't think was a bad idea, I think you obviously. For everything that Aaron has done for you, you owe him the, hey, this is what we're going to do. We want to be up front with you. Here, Here is our plan. It's okay to plan for the future. Hell, Aaron Rodgers was that guy when Brett Favre was on the team. I think if you have a conversation with Rodgers, it smooths things over. The thing that is he's pissed about is not the fact that they didn't draft a wide receiver. It's the fact that they drafted his quote-unquote heir apparent and they didn't tell him. And that that is not cool for a quarterback who has won you a Super Bowl. You owe him that. And the whole idea about them giving him a new deal, they're not they weren't trying to give him a new deal. They were trying to restructure his contract, which is something that they would have wanted to do anyway. So it was like, okay, yeah. You know, for for his side. Okay, well, yeah, we can restructure my deal and get me more money, but in the long run that helps you out anyway. You're not there's no there's no commitment to Rodgers. There's – and they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. They're saying, oh, we can't imagine life without Aaron Rodgers. Matt LaFleur is the most recent one to do that. And yet there's no commitment to Aaron Rodgers. So it's, if you're Rodgers, you have them saying one thing, and then their actions are doing a completely, completely opposite thing. So why help them? If they're not going to be upfront with you about anything, you don't know them anything, you don't know them that – they're going to say publicly that they that they don't want to get rid of you, and yet all their actions are going to completely contradict that. So somebody's lying. Somebody's lying to you. And if somebody is doing that, which it appears that they do, Rodgers doesn't know them a thing. He doesn't know them a thing. And ego is for sure, for sure, a thing in this. But you don't. Get, I heard this earlier in the week. You don't get to be Aaron Rodgers unless you have a little bit of an ego. And you he, don't get to be any professional, anything. But without it. exactly, there's, there's 
Okay, was Tom Brady? Is this not a similar situation to Tom Brady? No, Make- it's not. How? The reason, the reason why is because Tom Brady could choose where he wanted to go. He was a free agent. Rodgers is still under. No, contract. I'm not. I'm not talking about no. That. When they, I'm talking when about him and Bill had a when, pissy fit. Yeah, when they had a pissy fit because they wouldn't draft him weapons. Or when um, this or isn't when about weapons, Garoppolo. though. Yeah, when when Bill needed to trade Garoppolo yeah. because Tom Brady was all pissy. Yeah, it's not about the weapons, though. I think that's what people are caught up on. And what it's not about the fact that they didn't dra- that they didn't draft him weapons. It was the fact that they drafted his heir apparent without that was him. him. He was a drafted heir apparent to Brett Favre. Right. Again, so it's it's not. It wasn't the draft pick itself. It was the. Lack of communication between your franchise Super Bowl winning quarterback and your front office. Do you think now, so that lack of communication, do you think that should result in the general manager of the Green Bay Packers getting fired? Well, I mean, it it's tough because it's as a franchise, you, you do have to look at, well, I, I don't know, do you? Your your quarter Aaron Rodgers is more valuable to the franchise than the general managers. You can I find, think that's pretty easy. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can you can you can find another general manager. So if you believe, which you, it's so tough because they have to do a complete heel flip on on what they on what they were showing because oh a heel turn, yeah. a big show. <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry, that's uh, professional wrestling. <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 really tough. I think I think you have to get rid of the general manager. I think you have to um, keep Rogers. Rogers still got another four ish, maybe five years left. You can easily uh, squeak in a championship there if you do the right things around him. Mm-hmm. You have to make it right, and it's just one of those things where looking back at looking back at it from a common sense standpoint, you have mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers and this general manager. I mean, just based on that. I'm taking everything out of account, out of, out of the equation. You take Aaron Rodgers ten times out of ten. Yeah. Okay. Right. Just good. Good. Yeah, yeah. We're we're moving on. No, Thank you guys so much for your uh, your arguments and your reasoning. Um, the judge will now meet with the jury and yeah, take I, this into. All right. Just okay. Do you think the lawyer, yeah, the, 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 the court metaphor funny. is not funny? Okay. Yeah. Shut up. All right. No. Next one I think is going to be interesting. Whose side are you on, Zach Wilson? Be Justin Fields over ten years. Hmm. I'm gonna uh, go with uh, I'm gonna go with Jason first on this one. Jason, who you got over ten years? Zach Wilson, the number two overall pick, or the lonely number eleven overall pick? Just eleven. Yeah, uh, I think the safer bet right now, right now, is going to be uh, Wilson. Only because not because Ooh. not because I necessarily think that he's the best quarterback but i think that especially if this year in chicago doesn't go well that there's going to be a turnover from general manager and head coach and fields might deal with a couple coaching and maybe general manager switches over the course of the next couple years i think zach wilson is set up right now for success they have a general manager who wants to protect him they have a head coach great head coach yeah absolutely great head coach that we at least we think is going to be a great head coach oh we know okay so we know that's going to be a great (laughs) head coach um i think initially the safest bet is going to be zach wilson just because he has an organization around him that is fully geared up and ready to go 
to go, okay, Zach Wilson is our guy. He's the face of the franchise. We're going to do everything we can to protect him and give him weapons. And right now Chicago is in complete free fall and scramble, and that Justin Fields pick was a desperation pick. And if, it doesn't, and if it doesn't go well, then Fields is going to be dealing with the same thing Bring Sam Darnold was. Jason. Wow. Well, Bring he's going smoke. He's going to be dealing with the same – he's going to be dealing with the same situation that Sam Darnold was in New York because if it doesn't go well this year, Nagy's gone, the general manager's gone, and then now you're searching what? for a new head coach – and a new general manager, and who knows how long that could take. All right, Brendan. Release. Okay, I completely disagree with that. Perfect. The, that's, that's, the, the, that's the point the, of this. <laughs> I think Justin Fields is the obvious answer to that question. Yes, Zach Wilson has made a fantastic throw in that pro day. I was like, holy cow. But who's to say that Zach Wilson is not the next Sam Darnold? Same who's organization. to say Justin Fields? No, you could, you could definitely argue that. But he's yeah. being drafted – into that same organization with a coach that you have no idea if he's good or not. He, they could easily fire him. No, no, no. For the purpose of this conversation, we know that uh, Robert yes. Sala is a great coach. <laughs> <laughs> we, know that, we know that Joe... Hey, yo! We know that Joe Douglas is a good GM, <laughs> but uh, Sala could easily be fired in two years. I mean, Freddie Kitchens was an offensive, sure. offensive genius, and he got fired in a year. And you look at the team success around, like, the Jets are nobodies. No one. They had a good draft. Yes, congratulations. They had a good draft. Mm-hmm. But who else is on the team? Who's their, who's their running back last year? Frank Gore? Uh, Hall of Famer. Frank they were they were the laughing stock of the, laughing stock of the league for 15 weeks until they somehow beat the Rams and got the second overall pick. Who else did they beat? I don't know. Well, remember, but, they got Corey Davis in free agency. Corey uh, Davis was... Who, teams that win free agency win it for a reason. I didn't say they won free agency. I said they had Corey Davis. Yeah, Corey Davis is not Allen Robinson. He's still they, a very they good player. Cleo Mack. No, the the Bears were in the playoffs last year, but they have a lot more uh, uh, um, cap space to make moves. Chicago Who? doesn't. The yeah. Jets have a lot more cap space. Okay, but is are they doing anything with that cap space? They're signing guys, but are they panning out? No. I mean, they traded Jamal Adams. Like, who? I I just feel like there's so much pressure on Zach Wilson to be better than. Like, we gave up on Sam Darnold super early in his oh, career for I... you to be the guy. He played at BYU. Justin Fields was on a huge stage every single Saturday. For two years? For two years. Played national championship games. Playoff games. And Zach Wilson couldn't beat Coastal Carolina. Like, I, 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 I think we're getting way ahead of ourselves on on Wilson here. For, Jason, for record, Jason, go ahead. For the record, I did say that I do think Fields right now is the better quarterback. But the, the thing is, is, I think you're underselling how much is going to be expected of Justin Fields when he comes in. Chicago. The general manager and the head coach are directly linked to Justin Fields now. And if Justin Fields has a bad year, hell, if he doesn't even play this year, then the thing that is going to happen, the general manager and the head coach right now in Chicago, if they lose their first, like, two games, they could easily be fired right then and there. They are on that hot of a seat. And I think that the – 
right now in New York, it is much more stable. It is the beginning for everybody. And they're going to be willing, more willing to work through the bumps and bruises of, you know, a new quarterback, a new general manager, a new coaching staff, where in Chicago, they're, they are running for their lives right now. They have a playoff-esque team, and they just drafted a quarterback. And, be, and if it becomes anything less than that, everybody's gone immediately. And now you're completely turning over the franchise. I think right now New York is more stable and is the safer bet. I'm not saying Zach Wilson is the better quarterback, but I think he's the safer bet. To, uh, to throw a wrinkle in this conversation, let's split this up into five-year spans. I was just going to say really quickly before we get into that. Mitch Trubisky got 10 wins with his team, yes? And slash Nick Foles. Was that last year? Yeah. They got 10 wins. Nine, nine, whatever. But they made a playoffs. playoffs. I just think if Justin Fields is average, they make the playoffs again. But again, we're talking about their success on the field. So just because the team is good around him doesn't necessarily mean that he is going to play is, phenomenal. If Zach Wilson balls out, they get what? Five, six wins? Which is an accomplishment for the Jets. And this is the Jets, what, like fourth rebuild in the past decade? Darnold was supposed to be the next it. Don't forget about the Sanchez. The buck fumble. <laughs> I mean, who's to say that Sam Darnold isn't going to go to Carolina and go off? And I, I do, great, man. I hope he does. Have a be great so cool. year. And the Jets are going to be like, oh, shit. Like, we look bad. Well, no, they don't because they have new people there. So their old people look bad. Well, Adam Case already looks and, bad. So. And they're yeah. linked, linked to Zach Wilson. Yeah. Like, just like Justin Fields linked to their GM, Robert you're Sala. Right. You're right. Is you are. To Wilson. You are 100% right. But I think that leash is longer in New York. It, it definitely is because they just restarted. Yeah. So I, I think a part of this that we're missing is the fact that Zach Wilson day one has to start. Yeah. And Justin yeah. Fields, because Andy Dalton is there and they just signed him. He doesn't have to start. Zach Wilson has whoa, to whoa, start whoa, with whoa, bad whoa, 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 whoa. talent around him. What's up, I think, Jason? I think you're forgetting about Joe Flacco in New York. He's in Philly. Uh, yeah, he's not on. Oh, damn. He's not no, on he was in New York. He was. He was, he was oh, willing to go to the Niners for a back. I thought he was still there. Yeah, sorry, dude. Um, damn. But, well, he's elite, so. But, <laughs> but okay, who's a plus on the Jets? Makai Becton, their rookie last year, plus. Don't they have a good linebacker? Elijah Vera Tucker, plus. Is Corey Davis a plus? No. I don't think Corey Davis is that good. They're running back, a rookie. Their other two wide receivers. Poop. Denzel Mims. Poop. <laughs> who's, their tight end? who's their tight end? I don't know. Who, who's on their defense? Oh, isn't it CJ Mosley? Chris Hendon? Hendon? The guy you pick up on fantasy football when you're tight end. Oh, my gosh. He has projected so many yeah. points and then doesn't do anything. Yeah. And then their defense, CJ Mosley. Paid him like ah, a million yeah. billion dollars to opt out. Like I, I don't think that Zach Wilson is set up for success with this just. So, so again, I was trying to pose first five years. Who do you guys have? I have Justin Fields first five and next five in the next five. Jason, do you um, think it matters think... the first five of the decade or the last five of the decade? Does it change your opinion? Uh, it does change it a little bit. Um... I would say give me Wilson for the first five and then give me Fields for the next five. I think there's a 50-50 chance that Zach Wilson doesn't sign a second contract with the Jets. 
We shall see. Great conversation, guys. Let's go right into another one. This is an interesting one. Hey, look, we're moving on. We're moving on. Had the same hype as Zach Wilson coming out of college. I will hold you in contempt. Contempt of court. Our next next case on the docket. LeBron of 2019 versus LeBron of yesterday. Jason, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, good God, no. (laughs) I'm talking about the play-in tournament and the quotes of LeBron James. LeBron of 2019 saying... The yeah, playing yeah. tournament is a great idea, championing it, and LeBron of yesterday absolutely destroying the playing tournament. Yeah, Jason, yeah, yeah. whose side are you on? Uh, <laughs> yeah, life's a lot bleaker down at the bottom, isn't it? LeBron? Exactly, dude. <laughs> um, I I think LeBron is being a complete diva right now. I mean, it's just one of those things where you know you get. You know, you you don't care about it when it's not affecting you, and then once it starts to affect you, you you're pissed about it. And you know, if you know what, if you guys get bounced in the playoff tournament, then you know what, you got bounced in the playoff tournament. I know that, um, I know that their season has been derailed by injuries, but I mean, come on, LeBron, come on, like come on. it's one of those things where you have to realize how that's coming across mm-hmm. when you say that. You have won all these championships. You've been at the top for your entire career. And when you're sniffing the bottom for the first time, you say this is the worst thing ever and whoever made it needs to be fired. No, that's mm-hmm. terrible. That's terrible. So whose that side do you have? And, LeBron and of 2019 or LeBron of yesterday? It's mostly LeBron, like, do you believe team, in uh, what team play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. LeBron of 2019. And of course, the, reason, yeah. the reason why is because, you know what? If you, if you are as good as you are saying that you are, that you like, and you're complaining that you have to be in the playing tournament. If you are what you think the Lakers are, then why would it matter if mm-hmm. you're in the play playing tournament? You just ste- you should just steamroll anybody, everybody anyway. So why would it matter? Totally. Yeah, I, this will be a quick conversation. I totally agree with that. Yeah. that. I mean, like I've usually like I'm I'm not a fan of LeBron. He does a lot of good things, but For this sure. is one of the like more privileged things he's come across of saying. Is this up there with the we're top heavy as hell comment yeah, that he had is, in Cleveland? This is like a like LeBron, you're better than that. Like you've done so much good. Like mm-hmm. you're you're usually like good with your voice in the media, but this yeah. is just like an awful take. Mm-hmm. Like yes, LeBron should have special treatment because he's arguably the goat, but Oh, oh, LeBron is like a play and cancel it immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, there's more than one team in the NBA, dude. Yeah. But, and you know what? The play, the play, there's only one LeBron. Yeah. The play, in, and the last thing on this, the play in tournament is actually incentivizing some of these games toward the end. Oh, because, absolutely. Because, yeah, because in creating drama, which is what I've been saying, which is why it goes back to the argument that I made way earlier at the beginning of the season that the NBA regular season is just. Horrible to watch. It's awful. Yes, it's so bad. So anything that can um, that Marvel game last night was pretty cool, though. No, it was terrible. <laughs> what, what was worse, the Marvel game? No, that, that was better than the the Nickelodeon slime. Game. You think it was? Yes, I think it was. Wow, that's a good debate. But uh, really quickly to end this, um, I'm mad. I love the plan because Steph Curry versus LeBron. That Sunrise. That is going to be must see TV. Zion. Zion's not going to be in the playoffs, but you don't think they're going to make no, it? No, the seven versus eight. 
So Luca, Luca, LeBron, or or Damian Lillard, Mm -hmm. one one game. That is gonna be. That's like the NCAA's tournament on steroids. That's that's a that's a Walmart NBA final right there. Yeah, that is awesome. (laughs) Walmart. All right, go ahead. And but but what about the East playoffs? You guys got any good matchups for the East playing tournament? No. Okay. Good. Good. All right. Cool. cool, Yeah. Um. So this is gonna be our. Uh, we got two more. Two more, guys. Real quick. Let's Westbrook quick for MVP yeah. versus the field. Which side you got? Brendan? Field. You sure? Uh, the field. Yeah, the field. Okay, you guys suck. All right. That, <laughs> go to the next one. Pretty, pretty cool, but I'd rather give it to Chris Paul than Westbrook. Yeah, let's, I, I don't want to discount what Westbrook is doing because what he's doing is obviously – Insane. Absolutely. Okay, the Suns were not a playoff team. They got Chris Paul, and they're the second best team in the West. He's not lighting it up. Russell Westbrook's. But okay, but but by you saying that, then it becomes a stats award, and is that really what the MVP is? No. Well, he won an MVP because he averaged a triple double on the year, so that it wasn't. I just think that that Russell Westbrook has been so consistent in getting triple doubles that he's like diminished the. Oh, he definitely has. (laughs) He definitely has. Well, he has diminished it for himself. Maybe not for everybody else, but for him, it was just like, "Hey, Westbrook got another triple double." Be like, "All right, yeah." All right. So that was that was an easy one. I thought it'd just be fun, but. Sorry, Westbrook. I thought you were going to win MVP. Nets v. Milwaukee. Which side are you on? In going to the NBA Finals. Uh, Nets. This is obviously assuming that both teams are healthy, right? Yeah, Yeah, we're assuming that both teams are full power. I just don't trust Milwaukee in the playoffs. It's been like this. The Bucks have been dominant. Who's going to stop Giannis? And then Giannis pooped his pants in the playoffs, and we cannot confirm or deny that Giannis has ever pooped his pants <laughs> in the middle of an NBA game. But you know, in the bubble, in the <laughs> bubble, surprised me. destroyed by the Heat. Yeah, they got and embarrassed. What's changed? Giannis has been Giannis for three years. True holiday. Kyrie, PJ Tucker, Kyrie Irving, <laughs> James Harden. Like no one, Giannis isn't going to get thirty. Just solely because, like the net, the Heat had Bam on a bio to guard him. Mm-hmm. Have fun, Blake Griffin, because I know Kevin Durant's not going to guard him. Have fun, Blake Griffin. Have fun, DeAndre Jordan. He's going to get thirty, but I, I just don't see the Nets being stopped. Jason, which side? Uh, I'd take the Nets as well. I think at full power. I mean, we just watched the the Bucks and the Nets go at it, and I know right. the Bucks won, but I mean Harden wasn't playing, and they still only won by three, and that was. With a 49-point game from Giannis and a 26-point game from Middleton, and even Holiday had 18 points. Um, I think the Nets just at full strength. Say what you will about their defense. Right. I just if it's gonna if it's gonna come down to who can score the most points, you're gonna have a very tough time keeping up with all three of those guys. So. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the defense. Is the, is the defense the only hesitation there? It would be, yeah, because. There's, I, I say it all the time. You know, somebody could get on a hot streak, but you know they're gonna miss eventually. And you're gonna you're gonna have a game or two where your shot just isn't falling, and you're gonna have to rely on defense. But I'd like to think that when it's on the line, that NBA players can actually play defense um, when they really need to. Um, so I you'd think like to that, think. You, yeah, <laughs> um, I, I I think that they'll be able to to somehow mitigate their defensive weakness just by 
you know, maybe for a couple possessions just to just to eke out a, that that win or two when they're when they're not shooting well. So totally, so I totally get it. I'd probably take the Nets over the Bucks. It was just interesting the overreaction from Milwaukee beating the Nets what two days ago. Yeah, yeah. Harden wasn't even playing, so I don't. Know. But but they haven't played. Well, they've only played ten games all together. Yeah, this yeah. season isn't that's totally going to be a factor for sure. Um, all right, so to our special surprise here, guys. I so you are both have been in long term relationships now, Jason. You just you touched on in the beginning that you're moving in with your girlfriend. Congratulations, it's going to be awesome. Uh, Brendan, you uh, pretty much are living with your girlfriend, and she comes over here and sleeps over all the time. <laughs> what does that have to do with the? Okay, what? Oh, no, Brendan, I'm, Brendan, I already said the context. I, yeah. I'm just confused on the the relation between this and a sports podcast. Oh, we're much more than a sports podcast. We transcend. The, we do branch the, the out. The last the last fifteen minutes are kind of miscellaneous. <laughs> all right, go for it. Okay, cool. So I have asked your lovely girlfriends twenty five questions. When the hell did you talk to me? Oh, interesting. <laughs> this morning. This morning. <laughs> I texted them this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Bree accidentally made it slip to Jason, but he doesn't know the questions. No, I don't so know. So I'm going to ask you both the same 25 questions, and you have to give an answer of what you think your partner said. Uh... And we're going to see who really is paying attention in this relationship. <laughs> All right? Are you guys uh, ready? I'm 25. I'm down. Yeah, we're going to have to answer these fast then. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got. How much longer do we have? About 15 minutes? 15, 20 minutes, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. All right. First one. Okay. And I did ask Marie what uh, she thought you would get on this, Jason, and she did not have high hopes. So I'm what, sorry. What did <laughs> say? I didn't ask her. Okay. She sent it to me. And, yeah, okay. Uh, let's start with Brendan, okay? okay? Or do you want to go with Jason? Okay. Do you defer to Jason? No, he, he's the host. Let's, all right, all right. No, it's my show. He Jason. First. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. All right, all right. Brendan, Megan's dream vacation destination. I feel like it's Italy, but she's already been to Italy. Ding, ding, ding. It is Italy. Okay. okay. Jason, Uh, Bree's dream vacation destination, and she did give a place. Okay, well, see, there are two different ways to answer this because one of her goals in life is to see every single country. So right. the default answer would be every single country, which wouldn't technically be wrong. Um, but she, her favorite place that she's ever vacationed in is Denmark. Um, so, I mean, unless uh, she, she loves Tanzania, she's been there. Um, well, it's a place... Probably that she hasn't been. It's it's her dream, like a place that she would love to go to. So it's, so you're saying it's one that she hasn't been to yet? Uh, it's where she her dream of visiting is. The shot clock on this. Well, that's such a tough question because well, she wants to go everywhere. So I'll just say Denmark, even though I know that's going to be wrong. So so the answer she gave, Jason, I'm going to give you the point. Okay. Whoa! The answer she said was the entire world. Oh, yep. But yep. if he had to pick, it would be Iceland. Yeah, he got it. He got it. So you both got it. <clears throat> one one, everyone. All right, Jason. Yeah. 
Bree's ideal number of children? Uh, two. That is correct. Yep. All right. What did? Okay. I'm having a hard time because my thing isn't connecting anymore. <laughs> uh, I'll just go to Megan's answers here. Sorry, user error. I'm assuming. I think she said two to three, actually. Yep. All right, that is two two, everyone. <clears throat> Brendan, this is gonna be a tough one. I don't think you're gonna get this. What was the thing that you did to make Megan laugh the most she ever has? Does that be a specific thing? Um. All right, I'm just gonna level with you. She didn't give the answer <laughs> for this, so there's no way you're in the score. So it's just a wash. I'm, you're just merely hoping that Jason doesn't get it at this point. Okay. Sorry about it. She yeah, she said she didn't know. So maybe, how about you get, what's the funniest thing you've ever done? I was going to say probably me hurting myself and her laughing at my... What did you do? Uh, probably me getting a concussion. <laughs> That's what made her laugh. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know, dude. Okay. That's fair. Uh, Jason, what well, was the, the thing that you did that made Brie laugh the most in your relationship. The hardest that I can remember her laughing is when, like, I was I was describing our relationship to her as if I was as if I didn't know her, um, and I was just I was being comical about it. But she may knowing her, she may have she may point to the river of of uh, she claims that I I pushed her in a river and that's why she has a scar scar on her back, which. That did not, in fact, happen. So. Wait, you pushed your girlfriend to a river and actually I did, a scar? I did not. She slipped. Whoa. She slipped. But she says um, there's, a diff- there's, a, there's a different story behind okay, it. Okay, we, we don't even need to get into it. Because, yeah. Jason, you just took the lead. Okay, that doesn't... Her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. All right. Jason, what elementary school did Bree attend? I you do? For my, for my That's uh, awesome. I honestly, you know Breeze yeah. Elementary School. <laughs> honestly, um, I I don't even know if she knows what middle uh, elementary school I attended. Truthfully, I don't know. I don't think we've had that conversation. And if we did, it, it certainly. So yeah, no, I, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. All right, perfect. I can I go? You can go. Are you uh, gonna give me the answer? <laughs> oh, do you want the answer? Yeah, you yes. Should be, you should be. Um, it is Carl Sundale Elementary. Never heard that in my life. Yeah, never heard that. <laughs> it's tough because we're not from the same city. No. So, like, there's no way, you know? Yeah. All right. I'll go. Uh, the answer to this one is St. Phillips. Ding, ding, ding. We have a tied game, everyone. There we go. <clears throat> Brendan Walsh. When do you think Megan thought she looked her absolute best. Like a specific event or like a date? She gave a pretty wide range. So you got... Wide range? Yeah. Okay. I will say either senior year of high school when she was playing like multiple sports or... When she was doing Rush in the fall. 
Is that wrong? It's wrong. Okay, what is this? She said um, over this last summer during quarantine. <clears throat> she said she was very happy. You made her very well, happy. Well, I thought, I thought you said looked. Yeah, that's what she said, though. Okay, okay. Damn. <laughs> no, but that just means that she's looked her absolute best at different times, multiple times. That's a good thing. Yeah, I don't think you're in the, the wrong game. Jason Russell, when has Bree thought she looked her absolute best? Um, I'm gonna say probably currently she uh, she's caught the she's caught the workout bug and I know that she's been talking a lot about um, how much she's been enjoying the the progress that uh, that she's seen. I know she may have thrown a an answer in there about when she was uh, when she was vegan, um, but uh, I, I know she's been really excited and, and happy with the progress that she has seen um, while working out. So. So I'm, I'm not. I am not going to count this, Ooh. because oh, she tough. said always, and I feel like that is unfair. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not going to count that. But Bree, I'm sure you have always looked your absolute best. But then again, if you've always looked your absolute best, then you've never looked your absolute best. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Jason. Yeah. <clears throat> I forgot the question. Nice. Dude. Wait Dude, to sorry. Run this, show. this was such a great idea, but it's like falling through the cracks. Okay, settle down. It's three. It's a tied game. Three. Brendan, three. this doesn't happen when I'm running the show. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great, from prior experience. I know that to be true. Oh my <laughs> god. Okay. Jason, what would Bree say is her biggest pet peeve about you? Oh god. Um. <laughs> yeah, not laughing now, huh? <laughs> um. I have no, I have no, well, she doesn't have any problem burping in front of me. Um, and I have no problem doing that. I seem to ha- I'm, I'm looser on my standards for, uh, passing gas. Oh, you're very gassy. <laughs> um, so I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that. Um, but I'm sure there's obviously a hundred other things that I'm not thinking of. Yeah, she didn't, she didn't actually, um, say that one. She said, um, when you make over-exaggerated kissing noises. So maybe stop doing that. I don't know. What you're <laughs> oh, oh, that's probably... That's probably that's, yeah, okay. That's, that's just, yeah. Okay. This is I a know, learning exercise. Right no, here. I know, I know <laughs> what you're talking about. We're talking relationships all this. That's kind okay. of what the hope was. I, I will go... I have two kind of minds. Mm-hmm. Either... She hates that. She always, like, slaps my hand with Stop picking your face. Mm-hmm. Or... Recently, when I went home for spring break, for some reason I started whistling a lot, mm-hmm. and she got so mad at me for whistling. She's like, so <laughs> annoying. Stop whistling. So it has to be either one of those two. It is not. What? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? When he lays or sits on top of me, when he throws his head in his pillow. Oh, I should have known the pillow one. <laughs> <laughs> so we're tied again. Okay. Megan... She's not listening. She still <laughs> asked ask me to lay on top of her, and then like, get off. <laughs> so that is that is. All right, guys. I think this one's a fairly easy one. Brendan, when what app does Megan spend the most time? Oh, 
Jason, I'm going to have to give it to him because she did. It was TikTok before she deleted it. Jason, what app does Bree spend the most time on? I think it's got to be Instagram, I would imagine. We are tied again at 4-4. See, I knew that was an easy one. Jason, I think you have no chance. Okay. What is Bree's blood type? What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um... I don't know. A positive. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> because Bree doesn't even know. Right. <laughs> so again, with the with the Brendan one, with the laughing one, I guess you just don't. Uh, what are the types of blood? Oh, <laughs> A positive. A B, and then oh. O A B. Okay, sure. Let's go. With... And then the negative positives of those. I don't. Wash. <laughs> I know I'm not going to get it right. So she said either O negative or B negative. Well, you had, you had, oh, yeah, you had, you had two <laughs> options. <laughs> I don't even know the types of blood. So I wasn't going to get that. We gave it to you. Okay, whatever. Next question. All right, Brendan. <clears throat> oh. Biggest fear. Megan's biggest fear? Mm-hmm. It is that we are inadequate, is the correct answer. What? It's from Coach Carter. Ever see that? No. Okay. Um, biggest. Do, we have a lot of dead air. fear. Come on. I'm going to have to push you for an answer. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> Not being successful in life. Isn't that all of our fears? It's actually yeah. needles. <laughs> <laughs> I should have gotten that. You should have gotten that. that. Jason, same question right back at you. Well, she has two major goals in life, and I would feel like she would... No, okay, it's not one of those. How's that? Okay. Well, um, you got it, and I didn't get it. Well, it's, 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 it's like snakes. Or, like, that's what the thing that you go for. I should have known that. You should have known that. Um, That's tough. The dark. (laughs) The dark? Yeah. She's scared of the dark. Well, I don't, I mean, I think, I think we're all scared of the dark. Um, We're scared of the unknown, sure. Right, exactly. So, I don't know. Megan, I She's really, she's really not afraid, she's really not afraid of, like, a lot of things. Well, she's afraid of one thing, apparently. Yeah, Any height where I'm not strapped to some form of safety. That, Bree, that is height. so specific. That's very specific. <laughs> well, I mean, you could have said heights okay. or being but unstable. That's what not heights, height. though. Is... Well, you said the dark, so that doesn't really count. 4-4. Four, 4-4. Four. Four, four. Okay. We're on question 10. <laughs> All right, let's, we got to speed these along. Well, you guys are taking way okay, too okay, dang long. All right, Brandon, we got it. Let's go. All right. <laughs> I don't think you guys got it. Jason. Yeah. Bree's favorite song. Oh, that is a, uh, that's a, it's a Tame Impala song. Okay. Um, she, she sent it to me. The, uh, I think it's the less I know, the better. Something Jason like that. Jason Russell. That's major running point. That's, right there. Oh, yeah, that's it's right. five, four. Brandon Walsh. You got to know the artist. Morgan Wallen, Seven Summers. I'm sure that's one of her favorites, but it is not the one that Ooh. she has identified. That would mean. 
Take Care by Drake. What the? <laughs> <laughs> she owns this. Megan, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you think Megan thinks was her favorite date? Favorite date. Mm. It's a nice positive one. Yeah. Um. I thought our six month anniversary was pretty fun. You have tied up the game. Let's well, go. <laughs> what was it? Just to make sure. We uh, we can't. She came over to my house. We did gifts, and then she got me Krispy Kreme. So I ate Krispy Kreme, and then we drove to the Marin Headlands and sat in, like over the ocean, and yeah. Nice job, dude. Exactly. Way to tie it up. Jason Russell, same question. What do you think Bree's favorite date is? The only, I mean, there's a lot, but I think the, the big ones that she may identify is either when we hiked Mount Talic or, let's say, when we went to the drive-ins for the first time. That's the only two that I can think of that would be, that would lay in that category. But so, so which one are you going to choose? <clears throat> um... For just by pure favorite, I'll just say my oh man. I that's tough. I'll just say the Mount Talic one because I know that that means a lot to her. Um, and that was the first like, and she loves hiking, and that was the first like major hike that we went on together. So, Jason, congratulations! You retook the lead on that one. Yes, sir. So we got six five. Jason, what do you think, Bree's? favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. All right, that's an easy one. Seven, seven, five now. Jason, or Jason Russell. Brennan, what do you think? Christmas? Seven, six ball game. That was a nice easy one. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I gotta talk to you. Ask you first. Uh, <laughs> what do you think Megan's dream dog breed? Oh, this is so easy. A black lab. If this isn't right, then with that much confidence, our whole relationship is a fraud. If this is not right, okay, I'm gonna give it to you. It's a black. She lab. only said lab. Yeah, yeah. So it's she a, didn't say. So I guess you know it better know. than Megan <laughs> does. Jason. So she's obsessed with the Obama dogs. Those like Portuguese water dogs. Um, you got it. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> so what is that? Eight seven now. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jason, yeah. Bree's favorite cuddle position. Dude, what the Wait, hell? what? Yep. What do you mean? Like, just, like, what cuddling? No, there's different positions. Bro. What do you say? The fans podcast, gone sexual. Okay. So no, it's cuddle. <laughs> no, whoa. We're all virgins. What are you talking about? Oh. Uh, <laughs> You want to answer it from Megan? Yeah, uh, spooning, just like the classic cuddle. Uh, dead air here, Sam. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, she did say she did specify on her left side, so I guess she, she likes to sleep. She likes to sleep on my left side. Oh, okay, then perfect. There See you go. that? That would be. I think that would be my default answer. All right, you got it. She's, yeah, Bree said spooning too. Yeah, so cool, awesome. I think what this is proving is Brendan and I do pay attention. I, we do pay attention. I this feel is, like we're doing. I'm well. scoring pretty well. We're yeah. both scoring pretty well. Yeah. Jason, 
What do you think Bree's favorite meal is? Her, if she were to have a final meal, what would it be? Oh, son of a... Um, yeah, take that, take that, uh, we're paying attention statement back, all confident. Dude, she loves food. Um, like, okay, she so, doesn't. okay, so I have, what I have to ask, because I know what the answer would be if it's, like, one single thing, but are you just, was the question, like, a full meal? So it's an entree and a, like, a side. Oh, oh a burger. That she loves lamb. Lamb is her favorite favorite meat. She loves lamb, so it has to be something with lamb. Oh gosh, I do. okay. So what's the now? She, now here, here's the thing. She like she loves lamb burgers, but she loves like lamb chops. Like I know that that is going to be part of her answer for sure. Um, okay, so what's the side? The side. <clears throat> she wouldn't specify a side. She loves mashed potatoes. Uh, the point really... hinges on this, Jason. How does it hinge on that? It's lamb. I know it's lamb. Um, I Jason, know I can't answer. give it to you. What do I you can't. mean you can't give me the answer? I she know specified the answer. lamb and oysters with an exclamation point. Who the amount is... of definitiveness in that statement means you should have gotten it. Oysters yeah, is not a side, though, dude. Well, it's not a lamb burger either, or a lamb chop. Okay. Yeah, but it's lamb and oysters. I got so, it. Oh, I got oh my! It. That's, that's you. It doesn't count, dude. That does count. It doesn't count. Uh, hers is sushi, specifically a forty-nine roll, which is salmon and. Oh, she didn't. She didn't specify the, okay, the sushi roll. So she sushi was the meal. So you got a side, and then she. I did ask her a drink. So if you want, what's her favorite drink? Yeah. Okay. You got two out of the three. You're already doing better than Jason. Oh, what? I can put 50. <laughs> two out of three. I was 50 on that. That's not that goes with sushi. I know that was 60. Exactly. And oysters don't uh, go with lamb. Just favorite side. Side salad. Onion dip. Oh, she does a little onion dip. But okay, that was like a tricky question because I was thinking like, exactly. what sides go with? Right. <laughs> exactly. All right. it's well, tied, it's tied oysters are not. Yeah, Brendan, Brendan got that point. Jason did not. I for hate sure. you. I hate you for sure. Brendan, you're hosting the show yeah. with me next week. Oh, <laughs> <I'm so down. laughs> All right, Brendan. What perfume does Megan use? <laughs> and because we're not a visual podcast, Brendan did just mouth uh, WTF. <laughs> I agree. In, in not a very nice manner. Uh, Brendan, I can take a wash with you on this one. <laughs> no. I okay, I'll wash. What Come on, you don't, you, don't, you don't want to give uh, for a nice Christmas gift in the future? It's probably along those same lines. Uh, Chance Chanel or Bombshell? <sighs> Jason? What does is, what is Brie smell nice in? Smell nice in what? Actually, she didn't even provide a name. She helped yeah. you out. What? She didn't even provide a name of the brand. There's a specific indication for this perfume. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> um, apparently, it's the perfume that her grandmother wore. Do you oh, know, okay. Do that you know, I did. That do I you know Jenna's favorite? No, God, no. This yeah. isn't about yeah. you. <laughs> oh, it will be next week. I'll make sure. <laughs> Perfect. All right, Jason. If Brie could only shop at one clothing store, what would it be? Uh, probably Lululemon. 
You did not get the point. Urban Outfitters. Son of a gun. Really? Okay. Uh, well, Megan yeah. That... Really likes. I feel like this is wrong, but she likes American Eagle. Ding, ding, ding. I think that's oh! right. Or no, you're up one. I think Brendan is up one. Oh, he took the lead. What a story. All right, Brendan. I think this one's super easy for you. Oh. How many cavities has Megan gotten? Zero. Ding, ding, ding. Jason, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're kind of screwed. The hell? So I know that it's probably like one or two. Because she hasn't had any recently, but I'd say. So I don't know if this is exposing Brie, but apparently she's at eight. I don't think that's that bad. I've had, I've had. Over, yeah, yeah, over, the, over, over the course, of, over the course of time, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's not that bad. Oh, I'm up two. You're up two. <coughs> and I'm there's surprised. only two questions left. Oh, I can't I'm surprised you. that she knows how many. She's well, had. It was eight, eight with the question marks, but it's not one or two. So, uh, well, it, well, you know what? If we're going by, you know, how old Brady is, then I, I was named. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So start with you. Okay, so Jason. Has Brie ever shoplifted? <laughs> so, she never necessarily shoplifted, but she kind of did with this, uh, with uh, something else that she did as a kid. So, I'm if she's referring to that one instance, then she's gonna say yes. Um, ding, ding, ding! You got it. She yeah. said technically yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go the same answer. <laughs> Uh, Megan, apparently it's a little criminal, has a few times, but on accident. Nice. On accident? (laughs) How do you shoplift on accident? Uh, She said, like, uh, she would go shopping, like, grocery shopping with her mom or something, and they would just accidentally leave stuff at the bottom, you know, like uh, Diet Coke or, like, a thing of water, you know? And you just forget to get that scanned. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I got it right. Well, uh, I'm going to say you didn't. So, Jason's only down what? one. <laughs> I, said, I literally said yes. This is a yes or no question. Yes. But for the purposes of this game... I'm up that's technically not shoplifting, though. Because shoplifting, you go in there in, with an intention of shoplifting. Oh, interesting. But how, then how can you accidentally shoplift? You're not. That's can not shoplifting. So, that so just Bree didn't accidentally shoplift? No, she purposely did. It was um, just... It was the thing. The thing was is that it wasn't... I don't, it wasn't necessarily at a store. It was more from some, I, whatever. But you can't accidentally shop. Okay. All right. I like it. Thank you, Jason, for bringing that in. So, Brendan, only up one with one question left. <laughs> Brendan, at what age did Megan learn how to ride a bike? Uh, eight. Megan, I don't know how she did this. She said four. No way. Four. That is so early. That's with training wheels then. No way Megan learned how to ride a bike before kindergarten. She's talented, dude. I don't know why you're doubting. Jason, same question. To tie it up. No, it's not to tie it up. (laughs) So I know she may jokingly say that she doesn't really know how to ride a bike that well. Um, okay, I'm going to give it to you. She didn't say that, so. Uh, yeah. Um, but she definitely knows. She definitely knows how to ride a bike. She just doesn't do it that often. I'm going to say, I don't know, ten. And your champion, the man that pays attention to his girlfriend more, 
Brendan Walsh. <laughs> some, of those questions, some of those questions, some of those questions were ridiculous. What do you mean some of those questions were ridiculous? Some of those questions were absolutely Thank you. Dog water? Dog water. <laughs> Thank I guarantee you, if we get Jenna on here, you wouldn't know half of those. So you guys, what? The winning score was 11? Yeah. So I would only have to beat 11? You really think you could beat 11? Well, some of them were washed because you didn't answer the question. Well, that's that's not my fault. That is your fault. You asked awful questions. What their, really? What their blood type was? Yeah. Uh, who, well, hey, whoa, whoa. I should mention that I was on FaceTime with Jenna, and she came up with that question. Yeah, well, Jenna, so, joke's on you, Brendan. Jenna, that was an awful question. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll talk, I'll talk to her about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I think that was a great show. Oh, well, Good Brendan, draft content. Brendan, I gotta say, all things considered, I think we did pretty well. I think we did well. Some based, of the questions were impossible. Based on what were impossible? All, all the ones that we should know, we did know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Biggest fear? I should have known that, but I didn't make up for it with some other. I'm I think the, the, the I'm... fact that you both knew the favorite date, yeah. I think, is major props. I'm I'm blaming Bree for giving such an oddly specific fear for that one. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Yeah. <gasps> no, you guys both performed ad- admirably. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. Dude, thanks for walking the ten steps over to my room and no, coming in. No problem. <laughs> I know it's a big. It uh, it hindered me from watching Andrew Wiggins highlights, but uh, and your accounting lecture. And now I can go and watch more. Andrew. Well, that's probably a two minute video. So. Oh wow! <laughs> twenty six Black Panther scored twenty six points yesterday, so it's a little longer than two minutes. All right, two minutes and twenty six seconds. Mm-hmm. There I mean, you go. how many times can you just watch a guy shoot mid range shots over? Yeah, exactly. Defenders. Have you ever watched yourself play basketball? That's I don't li- think anyone would want to watch that highlight tape. That's literally basketball. your basketball game, shooting contested mid-range shots. Doesn't that say more about Andrew Wiggins that his game is closer to a guy that <laughs> didn't play high school basketball for junior and senior year? Interesting. And he was the number one overall pick. Next LeBron, some would say. What's what's wrong with 26 points? I don't think that's that bad. But, uh, okay. Okay. All righty. Jimmy G sucks, but... Uh, oh, hey, may the 4th be with you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, may the 4th be with us. Maybe you yeah. That's Absolutely. Grogy. <laughs> Grogy. <laughs> His name is Grogy. <laughs> uh, all right, well, next week it is. Yeah, that's it for us. Jason, you want to just close it? Yeah, thank you all so much for uh, for listening, and I'm sorry that uh, Sam had some technical difficulties and some awful questions, but I hope you all enjoyed the segment, because that was a lot of fun. I give you props for that one. Yeah, I thought I'm it was re- a lot of fun, too. If we I'm get just- another guest that um, also is in a committed relationship, then we can just put you up. Like, it could be like a, a challenge, Jason, at being a better boyfriend. I think it should just be Jenna on the podcast next week, and you spend the entire hour and a half grilling Sam. Okay, oh no! Would, oh don't, don't worry! Don't worry! Don't worry! I, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to her. We'll we'll come up with something. I'll make Sam's the questions. Gonna be devious. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I'll make the questions so absurdly hard that you, you'll just you'll get zero right, and then you'll look really bad. Do you think it would have been out of hand if you guys um, had to name all of their exes' names? Well, I know that uh, Bree's most recent ex, his name is Jason. So. <laughs> I guess that's it's time because <laughs> that was on the docket that was that was on but I thought it yeah okay we're done <laughs>
All righty. <laughs> <laughs> well, may the fourth be with you all. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you all next week. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Bye.